0: Hello and welcome to the Wild Wonder podcast, where we seek to democratize and demystify holistic wellness practices with today's leading practitioners. I am your host, Kristen Yorka, and today we have the French love expert, Alexandre Coman. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Kristen.
0: So I have to know what makes you the French love expert. How did you end up in this field?
1: This is very, uh, this is a good question because I was not, I never thought that I would become a coach to be honest, mm-hmm. but just my journey in life uh, introduced me to personal development. When I was 11, 12 years old, I got a mentor coach because I was playing basketball at the oh. Irish level in France. So yeah, all my life was about basketball. This, this was <laughs> just my dream. Right. So I studied NLP hypnosis within And it just helped me so much with my self-confidence, with my Mm. inner voice. Unfortunately, when I turned 19 years old, I broke my knee, cannot play anymore basketball. So I had to find another way to build dreams and have a goal. And so I went to college and I studied human sciences. And when I went to college, I just realized that there's a lot of people that were codependent. So my best friend... Didn't spend time with us, always was crying when he was not with his girlfriend. And I told him, okay, no, I need to help you. Yeah. So it was for fun in the beginning. But oh, then wow. I ended up with a blog, videos, people asking me advice. And so I decided that I wanted to be trained in coaching and NLP. So I became a, a love and relationship expert. Um, I'm the number one in France with over 1 million subscribers on my YouTube channel. Wow. Um, and in the, with all my international YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm close to three million subscribers, so that's
0: wild.
1: Yeah, that's why. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a lot of work, but I love so much what I do. I'm sure it's like you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I cannot do anything else now.
0: That's cool. When did the blog start? I'm um, just
1: to so get so, an idea. So the blog started in 2007. Oh wow! So I was still in college writing mm-hmm. articles about self-confidence how to control the inner voice, how to love yourself. And it was more about being charismatic, having the life you want. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised because people liked it. And it was very much in the beginning of internet, especially in France, maybe one or two other was real love coach. So Mm -hmm. I was in the beginning and I just loved it so much. This journey as a coach, as an entrepreneur, helping people gave me so much value in my life that I, I just didn't stop basically <laughs> That's
0: beautiful um, so we you start this blog and I imagine it takes off because so many of us are confused at best about relationships um, I'll, from personal experience I always felt like I was an alien dropped into this planet and I'm just like navigating like what is it that humans do in order to be in relationship with each other Um, which I think that led me down my path. It was my own struggle that helped me, like, really start to understand and unpack, like, what happens when humans interact and how can we do that in in a better way. Um, For you, did you ever have your challenges with relationships or did you see it more like, oh, I think I have this figured out. I don't understand why other people don't have it figured out.
1: So I feel that there's a little bit of everything. The first thing that I wanted to do was helping my friends because it was not about love. It was about self-love in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I am not someone that I have like flaws. I have some wounds. I have things that I need to manage, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was very social. So I wanted to help people and my close friends to be more social, mm-hmm. to love themselves more. The real things that just changed all my life was in and. Eleven, because I lost my father, oh. and I had such an amazing life. You know, I was playing basketball. I was paid to pay to do what I love the most. So my parents always supported me. I have these two amazing parents, but the day I lost my father, it was a very difficult moment. But I love to say that I understood exactly my mistakes. I understood also what is love because I was doing something wrong. My parents was, were so much amazing that they gave to their children, my brother and myself, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And when I was in a relationship, I was doing the same. I was losing myself, kind of being codependent yes. to give everything. Yes. But the day I lost my father, I realized that this was a bad pattern. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I wanted to talk about it. And this is why I specialize on love, breakup. Mm-hmm. How do we overcome this pattern that we are in? Mm-hmm. It's something crazy that I have done was to never, never read books about love. Oh. So I wanted to learn from my coaching. Mm-hmm. So everything that I will share today or that I share on my YouTube channel comes from real experience, mm-hmm. not something that I learn and just dispatch to other people. So that was a lot of people told me that that was a very stupid decision because you need to learn, you need to read, you need to understand but I wanted to be focused on real experience, experience. so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, what brings me to love was, after losing my father, I understood a lot, a lot, and uh, I decided that I wanted to share it, and I think this resonated a lot also with my community.
0: What was it exactly um, about your father's death that caused um, this journey? Was it um, that you realized that once the person Giving you love or supporting you was gone then there was kind of uh, a hole that maybe you hadn't filled or is that
1: yeah this is you know um so i I moved from my parents when I was 15 years old to play basketball and when you have people that support you you don't realize that you can hurt them sometimes
0: mm-hmm. so if my,
1: my I was not spending time with him, I was yeah. not affectionate with him even if I was still a good kid, I just disconnect. Mm. and I realized that after I was oh my god because when you lose someone that's where you realize what you what you're missing basically Mm -hmm. and it was the same also in my relationship I didn't know how to communicate my feelings Mm. I didn't know how to express my needs so for me it was it's love it's natural it's normal it's just about love no Mm -hmm. the day I lost my father I realized I need to learn how to love because Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to love I did I give attention. I was a nice person, but loving someone is an art. So this yes. is what I learned. So I started with my mother of course to take over with my brother, my friends, now my wife. I try every day to love them because I understood that we are different. Mm-hmm. So this is coming. The only book I read was The 5 Love Languages. This is just an okay. amazing book from Gary Chapman. So I try to not love them with what I think is good, but to love them with what they want, what they need. So this is what blew my mind when I lost my father. Mm-hmm. Is I was thinking that I loved him, mm-hmm. but not in the sense that he wanted me to love him also. So put yeah. myself in his shoes was very important.
0: I've been thinking about that specifically lately. Um, I know you don't like to read love books, but <laughs> if you do, I recommend um, Bell Hooks because she's a writer and an activist. And she talks about just that, about love as an action, love as a verb, Um, because I think many of us grow up either with families that are very supportive or if we don't have families that are very supportive, we're watching these Hollywood movies where we're made to believe that love just happens. It's a feeling that takes over you and then you're just in love, which it could be a train wreck, right?
2: Exactly. (laughs) For
0: both people. so I, I love that idea of love as an action um, because it is so difficult. And then the, the five love languages, um, we even did the test when the book first came out, my husband and I, we couldn't be more opposite. So what you're saying is <laughs> it hits home for me because when a person you think you're giving love to somebody in a genuine way, um, say because you like to hear that you are loved like verbally. So you give that out to someone. And they don't take that in because that's not how they're used to receiving love. Um, maybe they're more of like uh, affection or hugs and kisses and all that stuff. And if you're not giving that, then they feel completely separate from you.
1: Yes, this is an amazing book. And the funny story, you know, I was talking to my best friend after coaching and I told him I learned something incredible. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I told him we love the way we want to be loved Mm -hmm. and that's not a good idea because we are all different we have past experience we have different families different dreams and he said yes this is in the book the five love languages you didn't learn anything right this is this like someone guy Chapman, did an amazing job and i was okay i will read this book and then it blew my mind because i learned a lot a lot and it's i don't know if it was the same with your husband but me and my wife I, I tend to think that men, we have some difficulty to express with words, even mm-hmm. myself. I need to remind myself because it's not natural mm-hmm. as maybe as men, we cannot share our emotions. So saying, I love you. You're so beautiful today. For me, it was difficult and mm-hmm. she needs this. So I have to remind myself that the way she wants is not maybe the way I will express. So right. that was, that, that is very important
0: yeah actually, in in our relationship, I'm the one that is less affectionate because I just because of the way I was raised.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm more the person that will do acts of love, okay. So if I love you, I'll go out and I don't know I'll get the groceries or I'll, you know help you out in some way, but I'm like less verbal. Um, but it's interesting to know that we're all so different. And if we don't know that about each other, it's just a recipe for disaster.
1: Yes, because we think that that person will not love us or will not realize our value. But it's not the case. It's just there's different type of expressing loves. And understanding this, for me, makes me think that love is not natural. Not, love is not easy. No. We have to learn. And But the more I talk to people in France, they realize that because we grew up with Hollywood, Walt Disney, mm-hmm. love is easy, like this fairy tale. Right. If you love each other, it's enough. I'm not sure about that. We can love each other, but we need to to make it work, basically.
0: And then that could make you feel like a failure, at least it did to me. I was like, why can all these, well, for me, it felt like everyone can figure out this love thing, and I am struggling so hard. Like, why, what is wrong with me that I can't make this this happen for me?
1: And, you know, this is so sad because that's the question I'm seeing the most Mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me? And so we took it personally, so we will lose Mm self-confidence and we will repeat the same mistake because we don't know which path we should go, so we stay on the same path. And like, I think it's Albert Einstein that said that foolishness is doing the same thing over and over, waiting for different results. So. Nothing is wrong with you. It's just a different path. You will figure it out. That's something very important.
0: And the the self-love thing is key. I think that is tragic when people lose self-esteem because they think something is wrong with them. Um, I think everyone hits like their... I think you have to hit rock bottom sometimes before you start to lift yourself up. And I think I, I hit that rock bottom once. And that's when I started to really investigate, well, how much love am I truly showing myself? How how well do I even know myself first? And then how do I show this person so much love that it like oozes out of me? And it doesn't even matter if I'm in relationship or not. And then I think the second step was being able to dissect my relationships because we're talking about romantic relationships, but we started off talking about your dad. Um, and I think those relationships are also an act of love, of love in action. So I, I think a lot of people, I, mean, I have students that come to me too, and they think it's just about finding the one, right? But they, they don't see themselves as the one and they don't, um, investigate their own relationships or friendships their family. Um, do you have any tips for, um, how somebody can begin to love themselves? So,
1: Yes, I just want to say one thing just right before, because this is funny. Everyone that come to me and ask me, Alex, how can I find love? I would say you will never find anything. You will build love. So it's something that you have to build with your partner, someone that you will meet, because we don't find anything in life. Like we are part of the actions. So yeah, because that's the question. You know, I coach a lot of women. They come to me and they ask me, Alex, how can I find a man? You would not find a man you would just build <laughs> something with a guy and that changed completely their vision so to start loving yourself mm-hmm. the first exercise that I have done and when I did it I was like oh this is bullshit what is this <laughs> but then you do it and it's funny yeah. so it was just to write my qualities
2: mm-hmm.
1: why am I a good person and you know you start oh it's difficult then you put one okay I'm honest I'm respectful uh, I have values. I'm funny. Mm-hmm. And you start to see, wow, okay, this is who I am. For mm-hmm. some people, it's difficult. I will, rec- I will consider that it's very important to ask the people around you. You know, what are your friends and family telling about you? Because sometimes we are difficult or negative yeah. with ourselves, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing I like to say the tool that changed my life was visualization. Mm-hmm. So just by closing my eyes, and visualizing a different situation, for example, me speaking on stage with this confidence, I'm sending a message to my brain that the confidence is within myself. Mm -hmm. Because I have never met someone that has zero confidence. If you take your professional life or Mm -hmm. your passion, your hobby, you will see that when you do it, you enjoy it so much that you have this self-confidence. So it's within yourself. So the exercise that I want to share is very simple. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes tonight and imagine your best life and feel this emotion within yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. Do it
1: every single day during the next 10 days, let's say. 10 days to 15 days. And you will see that you will change the vision about yourself. What would be your exercise, Kristen? Because I'm learning a lot with you. I just took well, some Your exercise that's...
0: just reminded me of, um, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. And I think um, for many people, they were raised in loveless um, lives. They led um, maybe didn't have the best parents, maybe they're in abusive situations, or when they started dating, they were stuck in these toxic patterns. Um, so it's very hard to to see. To even imagine that something could be different. Mm-hmm. Like, I always, um, with friends and students, I- I've met women, and you just want to like shake them. They're like, oh, I wish this, I'm with this guy. And you'll be like, yeah, but he's, he's cheating on you or, you know, or he's never home or he doesn't help out. And, and they'll say something like, well, all men are like that. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> just because we haven't met a man that's different doesn't mean they don't exist you know, we we might just be stuck in this pattern. And we're, what we're visualizing for ourselves is that all men are the same. Yeah. So if you're visualizing your situation, as you're suggesting, as your most fulfilled, confident self that can also live this beautiful, blessed life, then there has to be a, a partner to share that with. I almost I almost think it's like a selfish thought about oneself to think like, Oh, no, because no one can be as honest and great as me. There's just no men in the world that can <laughs> like match that level. It's just impossible with so many people in the world.
1: Yeah, this is very powerful what you're saying, very, very much powerful.
0: Yeah. So if the only other thing I would add to the visualization is when I, I spent three years um, single because I knew like really single, like I was not dating at all because I knew I had to dissect what was going on. I I couldn't believe that I was like somebody as intelligent and accomplished as me could continue to be in the same the same relationship over and over again. Um, So I took three years sabbatical and really dissected my life. Um, I did I did EFT. I did emotional release therapy, you know, meditated yoga, I really like learned about myself and then learned how to love myself. And then the the piece that really like began to shift things for me, I did visualize some I like to write so I would journal out what my day would look like in, in intimate detail. Like I wake up at eight and, and my husband is there and he it feels like this and then we wake up and we get coffee and all that. But, you know, it, I had to put it in my universe. So I started filling my home with things that made me feel loved. And would remind me of this person that I knew existed. And because I believe in a higher power, I also believed that I kept reminding myself, God didn't give me this much love just to hold on to it. You know, it, it has to be in me for a reason. And I believe the reason is to share it. And it was that hope matched with visualization and anchoring myself in my space that, that began to change my vision for my life.
1: Yeah, that's a very powerful tool. And what is funny is that I did the same, not Mm -hmm. three years, but one year. Mm -hmm. One year without dating, without sex, without relationship Mm -hmm. after I lost my father because I wanted to love my life as it is and Mm -hmm. see the relationship as the cherry on the cake. Because Mm -hmm. if the relationship is your cake, it's too easy to fall into the codependency. It's just... Mm -hmm. Your life will be your partner, which is not good. I'm not saying right. that you should not be in a relationship because right. now we are both married. Uh, but what I want to say is it should not be your cake because the codependency is, is difficult. So, um, yeah, during one year, I did nothing and I started to, Oh, but I love my time with my friends. I love my time with my family. I love my time with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that is very much important.
0: And it's funny, I know I've shared, maybe if you've been listening to me for a while, I've shared this before, but it was after those three years, I actually thought the universe was trying to tell me that I should just become like a Buddhist monk or something, right? (laughs) I began to feel so grateful and blessed with my life and sharing and I was, uh, during those three years, I started teaching yoga and I really, I was sitting in meditation and prayer and I thought, okay, cool. Like relationships aren't my thing. I'll just go live on the ashram and I'll be blessed, you know? And almost right at that moment, I'm not saying this is how it happens every time, but almost right at that moment, my now husband called or sent me a message and we started talking on that day. But I wouldn't have been able to accept that call if I hadn't done all the work that led up to that day, you know? I probably would have ignored it, you know?
1: Everything happened for a reason. Exactly. I mean,
0: everything's a lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so we're both, um, well, my background is I'm Cuban-American, um, first person born in this country. And, um, and you are French, born yeah. in France. <laughs> and one of the difficulties for me um, was the differences in dating styles from the ones I grew up with to the ones that were here in the States. Um, did you feel that same way? Was it like kind of a, a strange ideology?
1: Yes, I felt and I learned a lot, you know. Uh So I came to the U.S. five years ago. I didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn English first, then learn the process of dating. Mm-hmm. Not for myself, because I met my wife immediately when I first came to Oh, did Miami. you? <laughs> yes. So three months after, you know. Oh, so wow. it was almost immediate. But what was funny is like, I use google translate to be able to communicate with her
0: oh my goodness
1: but when we met the first time there is this connection you know that there is a connection right mm-hmm. i am not really spiritual that's mm-hmm. why i love your podcast i learned a lot with you, yeah, thank thank you thank you so much for sharing this to the world so i learned a lot and i'm very not spiritual but when i saw her and i hope it's the same for her but there is just <laughs> something that matched. you know mm-hmm. even if we have difficulty to communicate we knew that there is something in common and so with her it was wonderful but before her i traveled every year to the us and i remember one day i was on a dating app just to feel the difference Mm -hmm. i went on a date the lady sit in front of me and started to get a notebook a pen and asking me questions you know and (laughs) write my question down. you know and like i was this is love in america i Mm -hmm. don't like it French people like Italian, Spain, Latin people. Mm -hmm. We are more in this attraction, seduction game. We love to flirt, to charm. And so I have found that in the US, there's a lot of code. You have to follow Mm -hmm. the rules. Mm -hmm. So in my philosophy as a relationship expert, I will try to break the rules and just share a little bit of French touch. But yes, for me, it was two different worlds. So Mm -hmm. I was blessed for myself. When I have seen my friends, men or women, going on a date, being stressed, I was like, guys, you need to enjoy now.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's so true. I mean, I despised going on dates in the States because most of the time it was exactly that. It felt like I was going on a job interview and I felt like I should have brought my resume. And it felt like I had to make a decision like right then and there, whether this was going somewhere, which was so much pressure. It was, which is different than my culture, for instance, in Cuban-American, most Latin families, you don't say you're dating unless you're engaged. Mm. So there's this idea of friendship and hanging out and, and you could see multiple people. That doesn't mean you're sleeping with multiple people, but you could see get to know a lot of different people in your circles. And it's not until you feel like, okay, this is something serious, that then you jointly make the decision to say that that you're a couple. So I was always torn in my own life, like seeing my, my family and how they interacted or how they would explain dating to me and what I was actually experiencing out in the world.
1: Yeah, two different worlds.
0: Two different worlds. <laughs> but your story reminded me of my husband said he was he's an international yoga teacher, um, not so much any, not anymore with COVID, but he, yeah. he was in California teaching. And a friend of his had a dating app, and um, so messing around, he like checks out just like you to see what dating is like in America. And he says he sends a message to a girl like hi or whatever, and she writes back almost instantly like oh what are you looking for? You know he's Italian. He's like I I I don't know. <laughs> I was just wondering if you'd like to hang out at the beach. And she's like no are you are you looking for a serious relationship? And it's, You know, it feels like you almost have to make that decision instantly.
1: It's, um, you know, I found that there's a lot of code in the dating in the US and you have to make a decision where in Europe it goes with the flow. That doesn't mean that because here you can date multiple people. In France, I have found that it's not really the case. Like when you start something to get to know someone, you will not try to go on and to cheat, basically. i'm not saying that we are perfect but most of the time it's implicit we don't say words but we build something Mm -hmm. here you have to say words so um when my wife when we first date and i was on the phone with my friends three months after and i said yeah my girlfriend it was for me natural (laughs) and she said but you didn't ask me to be a girlfriend (laughs) i was like what is wrong with you (laughs) it was like okay because normally you have to ask me I was like, okay, we have seen her for three months. We are having sex together. I mean, we are in a relationship, no? Right. And she said, yes, but you need to ask me. I said, okay, <laughs> would you like to be my girlfriend? So I was amazed by this situation. So for us, it was mostly to joke with the difference, but I can feel why people are lost, completely mm-hmm. lost. I'm not saying like the, the American process is not good, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that there is an in-between for me that is the perfect yes. world. Right. Not too much of a game like it could be in France or Italy Mm. or Spain or like Latin, let's say Latin culture. And not too much code or rules like in the US. Mm. I I like the in between basically.
0: How do you how do you navigate that with your clients?
1: So the French people, I try to give them a little bit of American philosophy because (laughs) there's a lot of women that are scared also to share what they want. You know, Mm. I cannot say this because I will lose him. No, you need to, there is a moment you need to express what you want also. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not <laughs> on a dating app first First for message, hurting. but there is a moment you need to share it. And for American people to learn the process of attraction, there is a word. you know, when I first came, I was doing videos uh, with my, <laughs> I still have a, fun, a strong French accent, but my mm-hmm. first videos was horrible, but <laughs> I didn't care. I wanted to share it to the universe. And I was using the word seduction seduction Ah. for us is very much important but one of my friends told me alex no you cannot say that that is sexual i was Mm -hmm. no that is attraction that is flirt Mm -hmm. so this is what i try to bring to make them enjoy the process you know so for example when i coach a woman i will ask her to organize a date that she has never done before same thing for the men so if you want to have a date let's enjoy let's quit the restaurant the coffee the drinks that are not maybe what you want. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to innovate and, have, and do yoga for you first or go on the beach and just enjoy a run. That's why I try to just bring to the people I coach, basically.
0: that's good. Yeah, I, I remember being asked on coffee dates and I would avoid them like the plague. I'd be like, oh, god, no, please. I'm going to sit there and get grilled like I'm asking for a job <laughs> for an hour and then I'm going to have to find some reason to escape. No. Um, do you do you feel like the the two, are there, and then you rephrase this, so are there clients in France that have a very specific, like more often have a very specific challenge, and then the sa- same thing for in the US, is there a very specific challenge here that you think people are, are trying to navigate?
1: So basically, even if there is two different types of dating and culture, I would say that in the world, it's the same thing. Codependency.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want this man, but he doesn't want to commit. I am always giving more than what I receive. Or mm-hmm. uh, we broke up. What should we do? Because the routine of the relationship. So it will be in Asia, in South America, everywhere, the same thing, but their behavior is not the same. So for example, in the US, they will be too direct when they mm-hmm. need to be a little bit playful with someone, right? Mm-hmm. In France, they will not be direct and that's their problem. Like in China, okay. they will never express what they really want, right? In South America, I found that sometimes they will be too in the masculine energy for women. So they need to be a little bit less uh, directive, for example. Mm-hmm. But the problems I'm seeing for everyone the same. That's and I was surprised by this because I can coach people from all over the world now mm-hmm. and they have the same problems regarding their age, culture, religion, um, uh, skin colors, whatever, the same problem happened.
0: That's funny that you bring that up because we were on your website, my husband and I, and we're like, oh, my goodness, there's a woman from India left a review. How do you navigate dating in India? <laughs> but you have.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess, true. what do you think It like unites us all? Is it just that our wants and our needs are the same? You know, we're all just trying to figure it out
1: and I feel that we all receive the same education. Coming from your family, so you have to follow the rules. Coming from Walt Disney, so you have to dream. So it's the same education, basically. We all have experienced the same wounds. You know, I lost my father. If you take someone in India that lose a father or his father, we'll be the same thing, the same pain, the same journey that we have to experience, right? So we are all human. And -hmm. that's why I found, it's not about where you are in the world it's we are all human we experience the same pain same situation we we want to be loved we want to be in a relationship that we enjoy it's for everyone in the world so right. but yes there is some behavior that would change but the problems let's say the problems or the goals are the same
0: and you're in a multicultural relationship i'm in a multicultural relationship i'm sure you have clients that are what are what are the challenges we um, to bridging the gap? I know what they are for me, <laughs> but I wonder if there, if you could provide some examples of how we bridge that gap um, when we're from two different countries.
1: Um, that is uh, that is a good question. <laughs> um, to be honest, I just decided that's very personal. I just mm-hmm. decided to only look at the good points. Mm-hmm. So I maybe turn off my, my brain on like the problems, the thing that, mm-hmm. you know, um, which she wants or like she can do that that would help me and, and vice versa, I guess. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was really about communication, like really about expressing, Oh, you're doing this, but for me, this is weird. No, this is for me natural. This is so, you know, for example, in France, we are not too big about Christmas or Valentine's Day. We like it, we would do something. But here in the US, it's 10 (laughs) times what happened in France, right? (laughs) So I was always amazed by all of this energy, time, effort that she would, and I was like, you don't have to do it. But I realized that this is very much important for her, Mm -hmm. you know? And she also, she has like, uh, she's from Puerto Rico, mother, so she has different type of culture. So communication was key, very much the most. And I was expressing, you know, for me, Christmas, I've never had a tree in my house. Yes, we were celebrating Christmas, but it was not like, so I had to change this um, culture for me. Um, another thing that I found was very important was to share, um, for example, it's not just about culture, but I love basketball. I asked her to, to come to watch basketball with me. Mm-hmm. She loved art, so she took me to Art Basel in Miami. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. But spending time with her was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when we just travel all over France, I show her. So I wanted her to be introduced in my world. Mm-hmm. That was the best way for me to express to her, okay, this is my world. This is who I am, so you can understand me better. And we went to Puerto Rico. I went to California with her. So because she grew up there. So that's where I was able to understand. Oh, okay. So I came from, you know, my parents, we came from a family that was, we had hard time, but Mm -hmm. her, it was worse. So I understood. Oh, this is where. Okay. So now I can understand your behavior. I don't know if I respond to your question, but communication and being in the world of each other. Mm -hmm. That's where I really realized that we are different because the connection is so strong. Sometimes. What I feel is what she feels. No, that's not right. true. Even if we love each other, right? It's really not the truth. So, understanding the pain she went through, understanding everything was—I was able to okay, really deeply connect with her.
0: Yeah, I think what you're speaking to is the spirit of curiosity and also adventure. I think when we we cre- like we create these visions for ourselves, as as you suggested. Sometimes we could get so set as like, this is how things should be, especially us Americans, right? No, we, we made the plan. And now things work like this. And we don't take into consideration this whole different person with their whole different experiences and different background, different culture. And I think when I work best with my husband is when when I'm in that spirit of curiosity and adventure of kind of meeting the person for the first time instead of thinking you already know them and how things are supposed to move and work.
1: Yeah, that is very good advice also. And this is my philosophy. Always look at the first time, the good things. I'm not trying to be mad. I'm not trying to, because it's so easy to make someone mad if you don't have the same culture, the same education. Uh, So, Yeah, we have to be careful. For me, we have to be careful about what we do, what we say in relationships. So, but I don't know if you feel the same. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, I just learned so much being with someone that is very much different in a Mm -hmm. sense, right? So I think it's a blessing. So if you are in a situation like, um, mixed couple, um, you should be, you should know that it's a blessing that you would be able to learn to grow uh your children i think that you have children not me yet but yeah yeah. so imagine the culture like your children that's the children of the world so Mm -hmm. i see this in my family we have chinese people we have arabic people we have african people we have like such a different culture yeah it's a united nation (laughs) and we are we are very close to each other so i guess this is what i want to share is like if you're in a mixed couple you can bring a lot of good things from each part. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's going back to that Bell Hooks book, um, all about love, she speaks to the that love is meant to be transformative. So that's the work. It brings us to transformation. It's not supposed to answer all of our our heart's desire. It's supposed to bring us to a new level of understanding. Right. So I, I think will read what, this book.
1: I, I am yeah. going to <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good. I, I love um, it.
0: But I think so. Then it's true that opposites do attract, or opposites at least can be transformative.
1: I would say that opposites. Uh, okay, that's tricky. This question because normally I would say we have to find someone that is kind of like us. You know, I am mm-hmm. more someone that we stay home. I like to travel, of course, but I like to be home. I like to enjoy what I have. Mm-hmm. So if my wife was like someone that don't want to stay home, that would have been difficult for me, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel that like we can just learn so much by different culture. So I would say both uh sentence where we say that opposite, you know, are meant to be each other or we'd like to find someone that we are the same. I think that we have to be in between, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. they could be complementary, but they don't yeah. have to be completely opposite.
1: Yeah. So yeah. deeply we are the same, but there is a lot of details that are not the same. And this is what I love because as you said, you learn every day, basically
0: going back because we jumped over, and before we go, I want to get back to seduction because it is such a taboo word in America. And um but since we speak Spanish and Italian in my house, we often have this conversation about how different that meaning is. And I think for Americans, seduction is the it's sex. Like how do you trick someone into having sex with you? Um, can you define what seduction, how you would define seduction or how your understanding of it?
1: So the seduction for me is the art of attract, please, surprise and connect with someone. So seduction is important in the dating process because you want to, if you like someone, you want to be the one in their eyes, right? And it's also important in the relationship because this is how you maintain love. So the word that I like the most, close to seduction, is flirting. Mm. We like to flirt. We like to engage. We like to play some games. Not games in the sense of trick, but games in the sense of, oh, I will create an amazing date. You will love it, but I cannot tell you what activities. So you surprise. you know, you create this intensity in a relationship. And I found that Latin people are very good for this and French people. We are like, this is part of our culture to enjoy the process of flirting, attracting, pleasing, charming and courtship. You know, this is very much important. That's my philosophy. So it's really not about how to manipulate someone to have sex. That is really not my meaning of seduction, basically. And what I like to say is this, this seduction or attraction process, dating, but also in relationship, because I've seen too many people I specialize during years and I still do on how to get back with someone, how to save a marriage. So many people get complacent. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we are, get, yeah, we got married. So we stopped doing yeah. any efforts. Oof, you will need a relationship expert very soon. So yeah. attraction and seduction, it's every single day. But it doesn't start to please, it's not to please your partner. It's mm-hmm. always start with yourself, to love yourself. I like the way I dress today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today I want to get a massage. So I will organize a special moment. Start with your needs, basically.
0: Especially now. I find it so funny. Um, that now since we're, we're self quarantining. Um and all of a sudden I'll be surprised when my husband like will dress up in a suit or something for dinner and I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> he's, he's like, I just wanted to look nice and it was awesome. <laughs> it's an awesome surprise, you know.
1: Yeah, okay. that is and then is I'll do it too. Much. That's so important. So important. And I think <laughs> that your husband is Italian. So for them it's like next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But but what you're saying is so true. I remember when I first started teaching yoga, I was teaching privates. And the some of the first calls I would get um, were women whose children had just gone off to college. And they're kind of having this crisis of who am I? And in, inevitably, you know, nine out of 10, they would tell me they wanted to leave their husbands. And as we started talking more and dissecting. I'm not a therapist. I was strictly teaching yoga and listening. Um, they would tell me that they've kind of been in this rut for a long time. And I feel it was because they got complacent and they focused all their energy on their career or their children. And then when their children are gone, they don't have that focus anymore. And they're kind of wondering like, who are we in this relationship? Um, And I I see that as a warning, like I hold that in my heart, like we cannot stop flirting and dating and playing this game of seduction or we end up in a place where we're strangers living in the same house.
1: And that's happened to a lot of people. You know, because I just feel when we grow up, our goals or dreams should be to have a family, to have kids, to have a house, to have the garden with the dogs that run. But once we have this and the kids get... 15, 16, 18 years old, they are independent. They don't want to stay home. They don't care about you anymore. Oh, but what do I want? And this question, who I am, what do I want?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's what create a lot of crisis in relationship for men and women Mm -hmm. because, oh, yeah, but I should have, I wanted to do this. I just dedicate my life to my husband, to my wife, Mm -hmm. to my children. And the best thing you can do is to Balance your lives. you know, you have your personal life your professional life your love life your family life your friends life Mm -hmm. And all of these five lives needs and your spiritual life. We can add like all of these lives needs to be balanced Yes, if you focus only on work One day you will wake up in burnout for sure,
0: right? So with couples especially now during the pandemic that we can't go to as many places. Do you have any? suggestions for keeping the love alive
1: That's not an easy time. You know, in France, they were locked down for almost a year now. Mm -hmm. So I understand that it's a difficult time. But also in the difficult time, you know, if you are really mean to be together, if you can raise Mm -hmm. and just support each other. So what I like to say is most of the time you want to have your own time and it starts Mm -hmm. in the morning. So every people that I coach, I ask them to get a routine morning Mm -hmm. without their partner, just Mm -hmm. for themselves, to read books, to meditate, to do yoga, to do gym activities really to focus on themselves because the first thing in the morning if you can get some positive energy it will last for the day Mm -hmm. and try to do new activities so the idea that i share on the radio in france was very funny for a lot of people but even for me i was surprised (laughs) that are doing karaoke I have a lot of coaches that are doing karaoke at home, you know, just for fun. Yeah. That was like, I was like, are you doing this? And you know, it's, it's funny because it was coming from men. They said, okay, we try this. I was like, are you sure? Okay. Just try Let me know it goes. Alex, it was amazing. We had this fun. We just went at bed at 2 a.m. in the morning and. So, just doing new things that you have never experienced. You can also play, I think it's a Wii, you know, the game on TV, oh, yeah. like yeah. you can play uh, real games like Monopoly or, or mm. like Uno, just to have some time. But the thing I asked first was to cook together with music, mm. try to implement this, because that's part also of seduction. Of course, we have all this, the like the massage and all the attention in the room that is very much important. But it's basically to find a balance between time for myself, like I don't want to see him or her. And then at night we can spend time together, right? It's not easy when it lasts for one year, but I guess it's possible to continue to find some new ideas.
0: It's possible if you keep reminding yourself. I felt um, about two months ago I was getting very sad and I just felt like in meditation what came to me was, you know, I feel like I'm with the people I love all day but I don't feel together with them. I don't feel like we're sharing. I don't feel like we're enjoying each other's company. We just happen to be sitting next to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a constant reminder and that morning practice, especially if you have little ones at home is everything to me right now. I I got really lazy too for the last month or so. And I was sleeping in, I was doing the whole Italian thing. We're going to sleep in till nine and have a giant breakfast. But for me, it was, I mean, my husband could do that. hes was, he was great. He could have like the five course meal at 11 in the morning and it's fine. But I needed that time in the morning and I started doing it again and it changed my whole day because then when I was present with my family, I was truly present and enjoying their time instead of feeling overwhelmed um, and like not myself. And then second point, when you said that get a, a new skill or trick or thing to do, yeah. I bought roller skates.
1: Ooh, that is cool. (laughs) That is very cool.
0: And actually, it was a friend in France that I met through a woman that purchased one of our cards in our shop, um, who introduced me to her daughter that skates um, in Paris. And and that's how we ended up all going roller skating in the afternoons now.
1: That's so cool. And, you know, there's two ways to look at the COVID situation. It's everything is difficult. The world is going crazy. It's... I'm not happy, I cannot have my freedom, I cannot travel, I didn't see my family for one year. Or you can just tell yourself, okay, I can connect with myself. What do I really want to do that I've never done in my life? And trust me, today you will find the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So just by doing new activities like this, you will enjoy and you will be able to connect with yourself.
0: And then you're a better partner. And also, if you're not in partnership, you're you're just a greater person to be around. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> well, like, I would have never met you if there was no COVID because I would have never started this podcast.
1: Yeah, that's true. And that's uh, that's amazing because you're giving a lot to the world. So okay. you need to continue. <laughs> um,
0: before we go, because we've almost been here an hour, I would love for you to share all the things you have going on and how people can work with you.
1: Of course. So thanks so much for letting me talk about my practice. So basically... You can find everything under French Relationship Expert. So you have a YouTube channel, you have my Facebook page and my website also. Um, I encourage you, if you can, it's just to come to my website, FrenchRelationshipExpert.com. You have free gift because I translated one of my book. It's a bestseller in France. Mm-hmm. It's called The Truth About Love. And it's basically... The misconception that we have. or oh, I have to give. No, you can also receive and you can be. You have to be yourself, not to give. Because if you seek love just by giving, you will always end up uh, being needy and mm-hmm. also being unsatisfied. So right. this book for me um, is very important. It helps thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. So if you want to come, it's for free. You can have the ebook version. Yeah.
0: Oh wow, that's very generous. I think that's so important for people to read. I cannot tell you the number of mainly women that tell me all the things they do for their partner or the person they were dating and then they're baffled by why it didn't work out. And from the outside, you're like, of course it didn't work
2: out.
0: (laughs) It's a mess from the beginning. But when when you're in it, um, you don't see it. And I think reading a book sometimes puts it right in front of you so you recognize um, kind of the missteps you're taking. In, in your own relationships.
1: Yeah, reading books is very uh, important. That changed a lot of things. So I will start by reading All About Love. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll send so it good. to you. We'll also put your website and all of your notes you. in the show notes for everyone yeah. to find. And you, you guys should definitely follow the French Le Relationship Expert on YouTube because those videos are awesome. <laughs> uh, and otherwise, thank you so much for taking the time to share all your knowledge and wisdom with us.
1: Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you, everyone that was listening. I wish you all the best.
0: Thanks so much, Alex. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now, if you'd like to join us on the Wild Wonder podcast live, we have shows twice a month, and all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash wild wonder. You can also find out about our events and workshops and trainings around the world at wearewildwonder.com. See you soon.